BIC? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BIC Radio. I'm getting a catcher's mitt. I'm getting ice skates. I'm getting a jigsaw puzzle. I'm getting dying coral reefs. A blue bicycle. A walkie-talkie. I'm getting a severe drought. Cool block skateboard. I'm getting melted ice caps. A killer heat wave. A shrinking glacier. I'm getting a devastating flood. Adults are generous. We're even giving kids global warming. But it's not too late. We can still reduce greenhouse gas pollution. Go to fightglobalwarming.com. Brought to you by Environmental Defense, the Robertson Foundation, and the Ad Council. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Medical mistakes claim tens of thousands of lives every year. The healthcare community is working on it, but you can help. When you communicate with your doctor, when you ask more questions, you reduce your risk of suffering a medical mistake. Doctors can't answer if you don't ask. Help reduce your risk. Questions are the answer. Learn the 10 questions you must ask. Visit www.ahrq.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, and the Ad Council. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and the victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We have heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Get out, guys! My parents are home! What's going on here? You're not mad at me for throwing a party? No, sweetie. We're just mad that you guys don't know how to party. Listen to Songs Your Dad Likes every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. on VIC Radio. Welcome to Share the Rock. The two college buddies talk basketball and think they know more than they actually do. Tune in every Sunday at 1 p.m. right here on VIC Radio, starting right now. Share the Rock. What's going on? Share the Rock, VIC Radio, Lucas Trafet, Liam Spellman. Sunday. It's good to be back. September 26, 2021. Great to be back in the studio with Share the Rock. Make sure to tune in to hear Liam and I debate the hottest basketball topics every Sunday, 1 to 2 p.m. You know, it is football hour, but uh, you got to get your basketball fill as well. So let's jump right into it, Liam. So, you know, out of the National Basketball Association, there's been quite a bit of news, you know. And uh, I just wanted to open up with, you know, the ESPN Top 100. It's always up for debate. Every every single year, every single – it's just always up for debate. And always. I mean, that's, that's with anything. Any list is going to be up for scrutiny, and it's always ESPN. Exactly. And um, so this – just to recap, the uh, Top 100 released this past week, and as usual, there were uh, quite a bit controversial picks. I mean, okay, I have to admit to you, I do – uh, quite a bit have a problem with these lists, and uh, I don't know. This year is no exception. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple. What do you think is the one that stood out the most? Oh my god! All right, as a Knicks fan, okay, got you me. got Julius Randle at 42. This dude is the most improved player, led the league in minutes, and you're telling me that this dude is literally what 42nd? Yeah, on your list. Like that's that, he was an NBA All Second Team last year. I, right. I, I don't understand that. He is so talented. I didn't realize he led the league in minutes last year, too. That's impressive. Yeah, and averaged and played. Um, so he also did lead the Knicks to their first playoff berth. I don't know. Seems significant enough to me. Like, ESPN, come on. Um, another one that stood out to me, Liam, was uh, Donovan Mitchell's placement. I believe it was at 18. Yeah. And uh, come on. I mean, this dude is like, he had like 57 in a playoff game one time. Like, okay, I'm actually going to ask you this question, Liam. Do you That's think fair. these guys watch as much as we do, you and I, like possession I, by possession? It's I don't know I, they can't but you can't make that assessment but if, they, like, if they're in that position of power yeah. they kind of have to so I just they just might be uh, 
They might have just never played basketball itself. Right. And I, I, Zion, yeah. Zion at 23. Okay. We this talk about this, that yet. this oh. one is crazy. Zion at 23, and ESPN has Drew Holiday over Zion Williamson. Are you kidding me? Zion is easily a top 20 player. Are you legitimately kidding me with that? Having okay, Drew Holiday, he's a great Drew Holiday is a great player, great great defensive guard, and honestly, he was part big part of the reason the Bucks won the championship last year. Oh, absolutely. But but to have to sit down here and you know um, definitively say that he's more valuable to a team than Zion Williamson, who I don't know is could basically has the best player in the league potential. It's yeah. insane. It's just it's it's insane to me. He he averaged twenty five points a game last year, and he didn't even has even have a jump shot. Uh, no, he doesn't have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's not like Simmons level bad. Yeah. But um, I mean, he doesn't. He, you know, he shoots like twenty five percent from three, thirty percent. So nothing that defenses have to worry about too much. But uh, another interesting thing I just want to talk about is Bam Adebayo was twenty one, and I think off air we had a conversation between Bam versus Zion. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I would have I would have Zion overall better than Bam, but just just because he's so dominant on offense. I know Bam's a better defender. He is. Uh, but Zion, Zion is just, he's the most dominant player I've ever seen since, freak, since Shaq, probably. Well, uh, him and Giannis, yeah. But Giannis, it's but, yeah. yeah, but it's just like, I don't know, this is a good debate. Uh, I think uh, Bam Adebayo is, I think right now his game's more polished than Zion's. I'm not saying he's going to be better in three years, but um, just to talk about Bam for a split second here, uh, he never gets the credit he deserves, no. honestly. He, he, he like, actually is one of the best two-way centers in the league right now. Oh. Easily, yeah, and he is a force on both ends. And you know, I know when the Heat took him, I believe 2017 NBA draft, they weren't expecting him to be, you know, this level a of franchise guy, star like player, yeah. right? But he's a max guy, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his game and also his story. You know, coming, he came from quite literally nothing, and uh, ESPN published a really good article yeah, about yeah. that. Was he the one with that? Was living like a trailer? Yep, he lived in a trailer, yep. and uh, you know, his mom had to work like four jobs, something like that. So shout out to Bam. He was he was, he was 13th on this list last year. Bam out of bio? 13. Oh, wow. and then he dropped. Yeah. Wow. All right. So um, now, Liam, that's that's all interesting, but now let's let's jump into the, like the, t- the top ten. Let's jump into the showtime rankings. Yeah. All right. This is where this is where, this the, where the men become the oh, this is where the boys become the men. Right, right. Or well, not the ESPN writers, they become little kids because I don't know what they're <laughs> talking about. But let's talk about this. So uh, I'm not going to list the order right now, but what I will say is uh, one quick thing. They have, ESPN has Joel Embiid at 7 and Damian Lillard at 8, which is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. I'm sorry. Damian Lillard is better than Joel Embiid right now. Right now, I'd rather take, I'm taking Lillard to start my team. I'm taking Damian Lillard over at Joel Embiid every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Twice on Sunday. Twice on Share the Rock days. Oh, absolutely. 1 right. o'clock. And then and if, if you had another show at 2, I'd take him as right. well. Exa- exactly. And. Uh, Embiid's great too, though. I it, mean, Embiid is, Embiid is is a, a tremendous. He's a top ten player easily, mm-hmm. but but Dame is just that guy. Like I know he like he, both of them haven't really won anything. No, but just as a player, I, I want Dame on my team over a lot of players in the NBA just because he has that he's that it factor, right? And I, Embiid's never healthy. Well, yeah, um, Embiid has struggled to stay on the court, but when he is on the court, I mean, I would actually make the I would make the argument that Embiid. Uh, there is an argument to say Embiid's more dominant than Jokic. Uh, you're just a pure, pure dominance. So I'm not saying who I'd rather take one yeah. over there. But uh, Embiid back to the basket. He he's the closest thing we have to Shaq today. Yeah, just in terms so. of po- like post moves and stuff like that. But yo- yo- I mean, Jokic is Jokic is so good. Right, Jokic is better than Embiid. And then where's where's Anthony? Where's my man Anthony Davis in this conversation? He, he was nine, which is so weird because yeah, he barely like he wasn't even healthy at all last year. He because he was number two on this list last year. Yeah. Listen, I don't care what anybody says. At the end of the day, Anthony Davis, I, I'll say it, Liam. I'd rather have them than Jokic, okay? It's a hot take. I understand that. But I'd rather because, listen, AD's defense is like top three in the league, arguably. No, AD, when fully healthy, is, is a top three player in the NBA. He's, you would say that? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that too. Well, his, I mean, His last full healthy year was, was when they won the championship, and he was so dominant. Right. I mean, and, and he, he beat Jokic in the Nuggets in the playoffs. Exactly. And, um... Just to jump into one other quick thing with this uh, top ten list, uh, which I also found to be blasphemous, was 
come on, ESPN, really? Like, you're really doing this to me right now. You're really making me, like, like hate your network because of this? But I'm not going to, but right now, you're going to put Luka Doncic over Stephen Curry? Are you serious? You, you, you legit, like, these guys can't be serious with these picks. Luka Doncic has... That's not even that bad. Oh, no, 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 Liam, Liam. It's pretty bad. Luka no. Doncic has won nothing in his... In his I'm, I'm not saying he has he's a bad... He's been in the league for three years. Right, he's won... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you can't sit and definitively say, yes, he's better than the greatest shooter this game has ever seen. I, I agree Curry is a better basketball player. Yeah. But Luca, he, what he's done in his first three years is we've, we've never seen. He's all-NBA first team twice. Oh, he's top six. I'm I think not the only that. other player to do that was Kevin Durant. Yeah. He, like, we, talk, we talked about him, I think, in the first, our first episode. What did we do? Was you know exactly what he's going to do. He's going to drop it to the left. He's going to do a step back three. He's going to hit it in your face. A little predictable. Yep. And, but, but you can't guard it. You literally can't guard it. And he's not even, like, all, all uber-athletic either. Oh, he's not at all. He, which is the crazy part. He's strong. Part. Yeah. He's like six seven two thirty, and he, I would not. He's he's a house. But so all right. So you're telling me with you, you and I both watch basketball every day. You're taking him over Stephen Curry? No, I, that, Luka, no. I, I'm just asking. No, you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, no. Luka is my favorite player. That's, but, I respect but Curry that. is Curry is unguardable. Listen, listen, listen. I, I'll admit, I'll admit it. I'm a little biased. I don't like Steph Curry. Uh, I don't like the Warriors. I don't like the Super Team. But anybody that hates on Steph Curry needs to. Like, they're just jealous of him at that point. He is literally, I might go as far to say, like, one of the greatest offensive weapons in the history of American team sports, I would say. That's, yeah, that's not a— That's my personal opinion. Yeah, that's, you could easily say that. He's a he, mobile artillery unit. He walks in the gym, he's open. Right. Any, anyone in the court, he's open, he, and, he, and he will make it. The, right. the craziest thing, I remember a couple of years ago, he went, he was shooting at practice, and he hit 94 threes out of 100. Yeah. Like, 90, no one does that. Consider that, 94 out of 100. 94 out of 100. Goes. Right, I, I couldn't. Even, I'm a basketball player, and I couldn't even do that from the free throw line. Right, so it's, from threes. it's just silly. It's just, it's just yeah. silly. The, I mean, it's just so it's easy. Just silly. Yeah, it's just you know. And that Lakers Warriors game, a uh, playing game, uh, you know, he he showed everybody. You know what? I think Steph Curry's better than LeBron. Stop. Right, right now, Stop. right now. Well, so the top three, the top three right that ESPN right. had was right. Kevin Durant, Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo, and LeBron. and LeBron. Yeah, I I might take Curry over LeBron right now. No, that's just not true. I, I mean, at this stage of LeBron's career, I'm at LeBron's top five, 100. percent But yeah. but Curry, I, I don't know. Defenses have to think about Curry more. If you think about it, I mean, LeBron I, is not a shooting threat as much. Not as no, much. No, I mean, not, I mean, not compared to Curry, but you either. have to think about Curry more. You're absolutely right. But just right. it's close. It, no, it's. I think it's close. people are people are every person I talk to is just hating on LeBron for no reason. Well, like, I'm not trying to hate on him. But, no, not hating, but like, but, oh, he's not a top five player. Like, I have this kid on my basketball team, Blake Haber. Hi, uh, Blake. What's up, Blake? Blake? He says he's not even a top 10 player in the NBA anymore. Oh, that, that, like, that is, is That, that is, 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 is but, like, just stupid. But Steph Curry, like, oh, God. No, he's not Steph Curry right now. But whatever. That's that's. Uh, what I thought was interesting, yeah. even though even though I had no problem with this because I think Kevin Durant is better than him, but Giannis at two, I feel like ESPN has, like, if you win the championship, you win the finals MVP, I feel like, like ESPN would have put him at first. You'd call it recency bias. Yeah. Yeah. But I was surprised in that. And seeing as seeing as obviously Harden and Curry were uh, Kyrie were hurt, but the Bucks beat the Nets, and then to put Durant over one still was it was a little it was a little sus for me because I, I thought right. I thought Giannis would be kind of the the number one player going into the next season after the finals and after finals MVP. Liam, it's nice that you mentioned Durant because uh, you can I know you're gonna. Go on some tangent about this, but the truth is between me and you and everybody listening and everyone who knows me, Kevin Durant is the best player in basketball, period. End of story. No question. He is the best player in basketball, period. He's the, a seven-foot point guard that can pull up from 40. He, there's there's no, nobody that compares. Excuse me. There's nobody that compares to Kevin Durant right now. No, I have no problem you saying he's the best player right now. But right. we were talking. You were talking about he's been the best player since like 2018. He's right? been the best player since yeah. About he's he, been the best player for a while. Kevin Durant has zero championships and zero finals MVP in my eye. Well, <laughs> I, I agree, but I'm skill skill wise though. Who matches skill him? Skill-wise? He's probably the most skilled player of all time. He's and probably the, the most skilled. and the greatest scorer of all time. He, yeah, he's no, he is the greatest no, scorer of all time. I appreciate his his skill and his greatness, but him, I would not play with him as my teammate. Yeah, and uh, I, I will admit his move to the Warriors did kind of you know tarnish his legacy Absolutely. a lot. But just let's not, just forget about in team terms of skill wise. Yeah, he, just just yeah. basketball skill, ability to take over a game. I don't think there's anybody in basketball right now that can take over a game better than Kevin Durant. Not even it, LeBron. LeBron can't no. shoot like Durant. It'd probably just be like Curry, just because he'd be able to hit 13 threes. Yeah. Like on you. Curry's in the conversation because of his, just his shooting. But Durant is like, 
basically a Curry that's seven feet tall. Yeah, another guy like like Kawhi, oh, Kawhi Leonard. He's, he's not on this list because he's injured, yeah. but he's another guy that can take over a game like with with the mid range shooting. Like I feel like Durant uses his mid range a lot, like Kawhi does. Kawhi's a big mid range guy. Yeah, and and just to, we haven't talked about him really, but but Nicole Jokic, the MVP of the league, mm-hmm. they have him at six, which is interesting as well because like, maybe I was thinking maybe they could do. Uh, like I was, I was very curious to see where Doncic could be. Doncic could be four, or you also could put him at like nine. Do you think it's it's a conversation to have uh, Jokic over Doncic? Is that a is that a yeah? Fair I mean, he, he's the MVP of the league. Yeah, and they have him at six. So yeah, it's, uh, it, it's tough. Luca at four, it just seems high to yeah. me. Uh, like maybe I think he'll be top three even this year. I mean, he probably was last year too. But just to, I mean, I don't know. I know. I know a lot of these writers try to not factor in career accomplishments and just do right now, but it's kind of hard to do that when the career kind of builds into the context of right now. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, he's, right. he's been in the league for three years. He hasn't won anything, but his, his accolades individually are just off the charts. He's, we were looking at this, he's 11th all time mm-hmm. in career triple doubles. Yeah, already. 11th. He's been in the league for three years. Yeah, he has a chance to break the triple-double record yeah. easily. Uh, Liam, one quick thing before we have to head to a break here is I want to discuss Bradley Beal for 45 seconds with you real quick. Yeah. Um, so I don't think uh, he was ranked 11, which I'd, I'd love to see, you know, finally Bradley Beal getting some credit. I mean, this man is a scoring machine. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, and he, obviously, he, he doesn't really get as much national attention because he's on a terrible team right. in Washington. But this guy legitimately is one of the best scoring threats in basketball. Yeah, I mean, he was second in scoring because Curry, Curry edged him out at the end of the year. Right. But he, no, he's a, he's a pure bucket. He just gets no attention because he plays uh, for the Wizards, and they're just not good at basketball. Right, which is why I want to see him get out. So I was just – my main point here is I was happy to see Beal get some credit um, – you know, I feel like he, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like he's so hated on for some reason, yeah. or just not paid attention to. And it doesn't make any sense. I mean, he literally pulls up and drops 50 on your team all yeah. the time. And it's just like, I, you know, your team, but like everyone's team. Yeah. And then real yeah. quick, just just name a couple more guys. Because they had Beal at 11, and they had Paul George at 12. Yeah. Which is interesting. Chris Paul, 13. Bradley Beal's better than Paul George. Yeah. Right but then now. Tatum was at 14. Yeah. I think he's either 11 or 12. Right. And then Devin Booker's around at the top 15 was the 15th best player. Right, so uh, we do have to head to a quick break here, Liam, but uh, you know, make sure to check out those ESPN rankings, get your opinions in on social media with your friends. Um, there's some quite crazy takes you might find. I mean, you might agree with them, but uh, I don't think a lot of you will. So um, anyway, with that to ponder over, we're going to head to our first break here on Share the Rock. Don't go anywhere. Liam and I are going to continue this conversation about these, the new young guns in the NBA with the top 10 under 25 coming up next right here on Share the Rock. Tune in to VIC Radio every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. to hear more songs your dad likes. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. This is a good tune. What year is it from? I think it's the 2000s. The time machine worked. Well, then let's start broadcasting it on VIC Radio every time we go to a new decade and call it the Time War. From 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. on Tuesdays. Well, I'll see you there. Or should I say, then... Whoa! Where are we? I don't know, but I think we just traveled through time. Quick, turn on the radio. I think we must be in the 60s. Well, while we're here, we might as well make a radio show. And we can make it so that it broadcasts through all decades, but only from 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. on Tuesday nights. And people can tune in on VICradio.org. Awesome idea. But what decade should we go to next? Share the Rock. Right back for you. VIC Radio. Liam, good to be back. Of course. So let's jump right back into our next topic here, Liam. And uh, just to keep the ball rolling from, you know, that top top 100 list, uh, not not exactly the same thing. 
But uh, I want to talk about the top 10 under 25, which is a list that has gotten more and more notoriety in the past few years. I mean, like, obviously, it's fun to talk about. But, I, you know, on social and in my basketball friend circles, I, I see a lot of people getting heated about this. So I just want to list a few names, and then you can uh, give your take on it. So this is my top 10 under 25. I got – and this is not the order, but DeAndre Ayton, Bam Adebayo, John Morant, Jalen Brown – Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum, and Luka Doncic. If you think there's anybody I'm missing from that list, let me know. But um, I don't know. I think I had I had I had to have Aiton in that list, man. I had yeah. to. I mean, yeah. after that run to the finals. I, the reason I we kind of talked about I saw this list come out a lot after the playoffs because mm-hmm. you had guys like like Trey Young kind of taking a resurgence um, and just dominating your your Knicks. I'm sorry. Well, he did. But he kind of took the world on notice, and mm-hmm. then. Donovan Mitchell was playing well. Devin Booker made the finals. And you had a lot of these guys that are, that are young, and you're like, wait, let's... I mean, the league is in great hands uh, moving forward with all these young guys uh, going, uh, just doing their thing. Excellent hands. Even John Morant. John Morant being the Warriors uh, in the playing game, that, that wasn't expected. You figured maybe the, the you wanted to see Curry in there. But, I mean, the guys... And I think the alpha has to be Luka Doncic. Yeah, yeah, he's 100%. He's, he's got he's to be number one. Right, and he's, he's definitely the best... Uh, Definitely the best top, uh, under 25 right now. And he's kind of leading the charge, you know, for these young guys uh, yeah. up and coming. So, um, yeah, I mean, do uh, you think Jalen Brown is a surefire pick for this as well? Or yeah, you, yeah, you think, yeah. You yeah think when so? we talked about him, you were you were hesitant about that. Jalen Brown is – I mean, Tatum gets majority of the love over there. But Jalen Brown – Jalen Brown has come into – he's gotten better every single year. Yeah. Every single – he averaged – I think he averaged – 24, 6, and 3 assists, which and 1 steal. Like, that's it was 24 a game. I don't think people even realize that. Absolutely. 24 a game in the NBA with as a second fiddle, because Tatum is the guy that gets the majority or the more of the shots. Right. Uh, but but Brown, Brown is a dog. Absolutely. And uh, another thing about Jalen Brown is uh, he is deserving of a max contract, in my personal opinion, because, you know, he plays top, top, top-level defense, okay? He plays with Jason Tatum in Boston. I mean, obviously they haven't been you know exactly what people hoped, but um, he's he's really fun to watch, and his game has uh, improved and matured a lot since he got drafted. And I know there was criticism whether around the time when Jalen Brown was entering the league, you know, with his draft pedigree, should he have been the third pick out of Cal, uh, USC? I believe. No, Cal, you had it right. Cal, Cal, yeah, you yeah, were right. Cal, yep. yeah, okay, okay. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, the Celtics are a team I'm looking at this year just to make that leap. You know, Jason Tatum, I think he's going to have a supernova year this yeah. year. Yeah, well, especially they got a new coach now. They got um, Brad Stevens is now like in charge of the team. So I'm curious to see kind of where that leadership leads to. And um, if Tatum and Brown can kind of keep – well, they got no Kemba now. So I'm curious to see who's going to be the point guard in Boston. Uh, they, they signed our boy Dennis Schroeder after fumbling the bag, so we'll see. But Tatum, Tatum is the guy over there, and Brown is – Brown's like 1B. Um, and the Celtics are they, – they're in great hands. They got two guys under 25 that are – they're set for another decade. Right. And uh, another question I wanted to ask you, not related to the Celtics, Liam, is um, between Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker, yeah. would you, would you, that, which is tough. I mean, who would you who would you give the edge to in terms of long t- uh, the you know the long term projection for like who's going to have the better career? Who's like who's who? Uh, it's re- it's really close. You know, so in terms of long term, I like that question. Yeah, because right right now, I would probably I, I don't know. I have an answer if you. Yeah, you go. You go. Uh, no, let me go. Let me go. Okay, go ahead. I. I mean, just I gotta go Booker. Okay. I, I want to go Mitchell because he has he's a better defensive player, but Booker is. Booker, we talk about scoring. We talk about Steph Curry's lighting up. I mean, Booker can score at will against anyone, and we saw kind of we saw the world kind of look at him because it's Suns. You only really know him. You watched some highlights. Like you didn't really watch him play live games. No, nope. you probably saw his highlights from a seventy point game he had a couple of years ago. But he was never on live TV, especially especially on the East Coast over here, with the Suns playing at ten thirty on the West Coast. Like at least me and for myself, I didn't really watch him live a lot. So to see him in the final, see him in the playoffs, and to see him in the finals, I appreciate it a little more. And I'd have to give, I'd have to give the edge to, to Booker over Mitchell just just slightly. Okay, I like that take. Uh, I would actually happen to agree. Right now, uh, I would think that uh, Devin Booker. I'd probably give him the edge scoring wise, not defensively. Hundred percent, you know, D- no, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about people named D Mitchell that they're know, just they're the, just good on defense. Dude, Davion, Davion Mitchell, and Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. They have to be brothers. I don't care. Uh, they uh, have to. Be. They wear the. They look alike. They look the same. And, and they, they wear the same number. number. 
and they both play clamps defense too. And they're like the same size. Like, something's fishy about so that. that. That's that. That's some like I don't know. What's, don't know. what's 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 that movie where? Two kids like have parents. Oh, the parent trap. Right, that's like the parent trap of the Mitchells. Absolutely. So yeah. Anyway, so uh, (laughs) so yeah, but that's that's that. But I think long term, I I think I'd rather have Mitchell for 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 the career. I mean, if you talk about two way impact, I mean, sure, Booker's going to put up more fifty point games in his career than Mitchell, maybe, maybe. But Donovan Mitchell provides a lot more of that punch on defense, which in the playoffs you need. And I know what people are going to tell me; they're going to get my mention saying the Jazz have choked. They haven't gone to the finals. They lost to a Kawhi less Clippers, blah, blah, blah. I understand. But is that Mitchell's fault, really? Yeah. I don't no. think that's Mitchell's fault. No, I, I actually didn't even answer your question in terms of long term. I answered it in terms of now. Yeah. And I said Booker. But I would have to agree. Mitchell's more more of a point guard type. Like He's a kind of a mix of a point guard and shooting guard. Devin Booker is a pure shooting guard. But in the league nowadays. You think Mitchell can play one? Yeah. Okay. I mean, even though they got Mike Conley, I feel like he has the ball, especially with the Suns. Chris Paul is the point guard. Right. So, so Booker's moving a lot without the ball. Mitchell has the ball in his hands a lot. Um, so long term, I would have. I, I think he's a, little, he's a couple years older, but still, they're, they're both in the prime of their careers right now. Um, and the Jazz, the Jazz, Jazz are an interesting team. Like they're not like they don't jump off the page other than Donovan Mitchell. I mean, they got Rudy Gobert, who's just a center, but he doesn't really do anything on the offensive side. I love Joe Ingles, um, Joe Ingles, and then uh, Bogdanovich. They're just a very solid team, led by Mitchell. And I mean, he's in the next. Like we talk about the next decade, like Mitchell is gonna. He's gonna be. He. I wonder if he'll ever be regarded as a top ten player in the league in in the coming years. Oh uh, yeah, I think it's. I think that's that's in the, on the horizon. Yeah. For me. Uh, off of this though, uh, Liam. Off this top ten under twenty five. I wanted to ask you, who is primed of all the names I just mentioned, or anyone else you want to mention? Who's primed for that? You know, because I want to call it the Trey Young year because Trey Young kind of went from like. Really nice young player to like superstar cornerstone of a franchise, mm-hmm. like Steph Curry like kind of guy. So of this list, who's the most likely to go supernova? I would, I think. So the guy you have the guys like Luca that are already supernova. Like you said Tatum kind of is already on that list. Um, Trey Trey made a name for himself. Don Mitch. I have to go. I would have to go with John Morant here. Um, he kind of in the playoffs against the Warriors. He kind of. So again, we're, talk, we're talking about taking the world at notice. Like he, people, all eyes were on him. He didn't have his kind of second fiddle in Jaron Jackson. Uh, he was out for the majority of the year. And the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies should be better next year. They could, they could potentially be a. Uh, the West is tough. They've always been kind of the eight or nine seed. But but with with John Morant leading the charge over there in Memphis, I think he could kind of take a huge jump and turn into kind of just and be an All Star and just push for like an All Star starter. I think he's. He's talented enough. He's just got to put it a little bit more together. Great. Uh, just to answer the question on my end, I'm going to roll with my man DeAndre Ayton here okay. because, um, you know, the reason I'm really high on him is because uh, there's been kind of a death of the big man trend in recent years, you know, especially as spacing the floor, stretch bigs, three-point shooting analytics have kind of come into the fold more and more. And Ayton, you know, he's not really a shooter. He doesn't shoot threes ever, but he's still – really effective and he had a you know everybody's everybody's gonna remember his playoff run for being blocked by Giannis but let's not forget DeAndre Ayton was the best pure center in the playoffs last year period yeah so I think he has the potential to anchor the paint for the Suns um the only thing I would say about him is he it would be nice for him to get somewhat of a jump shot yeah. uh you know I mean he's he, got a little like like he can step ten foot, bit, ten but foot, nothing, nothing exceeding that. Yeah, right, right. It's not something the defense is like. All right, let's put on the scouting for. I gotta, you know. But he, if low, he could develop a little three, maybe like pick and, instead of pick and roll, a little pick and pop, especially with Chris Paul. Yeah, and Devin Booker, like that's that just elevates his game even more. Right, and just the play against the Clippers comes to mind when uh, he had that game winning lob. Like, how many guys in the league can make that play? Ten, five to ten, maybe, maybe not even. Yeah, like, like Giannis, LeBron. Dur- I mean, there's all there's a handful of guys you could count on your fingers that can make that play. Right. So that kind of showed his oh, that one play showed it was like a symbol of his uniqueness. Honestly, yeah, he, he really came into his own. He, I feel like he's he was kind of overshadowed uh, in terms of the what 2018 draft. Yeah, which is top five draft in league history already. Oh, already. Yeah, because he was so. he was the first pick, but but in that draft, uh, you looked at Luka Doncic, and you looked at Trey Young. Who have kind of been? They've been two-time all, three-time All Stars, I believe. No, two-time. Two-time, yeah. Two-time All Stars, um, and they've just they've they've been scoring machines, 
and they've, they've, those two have been compared left and right. I mean, they, they were traded draft night for the same. So they were, Luka and Trey Young will always be compared to. But I feel like kind of DeAndre Ayton was kind of a lost man, even though he's been solid. His rookie year, he, he was a little banged up. And then mm-hmm. his second year, he got suspended. Uh, I think he had some, like, like some PEDs. He got suspended for a little bit. 25-game suspension. Yeah, but he's, yeah. Always, he's always been good. He's always been kind of that double-double type guy. Yep. Um, and then in the finals, uh, his name got, got got recognized more, and he's becoming one of the best, not not just a young big man in the league, he's becoming one of the best big man in the league. Agreed. And, um, you know, just off of this, Liam, one other question uh, I want to I pose is here is, uh, of all the names I say, or again, anybody else, Who's under the most pressure to improve, um, you know, just not even from a personal individual standpoint, but from elevating your team standpoint? Because Jalen Rose always has this quote that I like. He's like, you can uh, you can be all that, but until you elevate your team, it's not like you're not going to be the next tier. You know, Giannis yeah. finally reached that level of like, all right, I got the personal accolades. I got the stats. I got this. But he has the championship now to back it up. Right. So who's under the most pressure to elevate their squad? Honestly, I would honestly say Luka Doncic. Right. I mean, he he makes his teammates better. I like. I would love playing with him. He he feeds you everywhere. He's he's a pass first guy. But again, he's been he's already been one of the best players in the league for multiple years, and he hasn't done anything about it in the playoffs. I mean, Trey Young again, like they're compared to all the time. And Trey Young makes his long run in the in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Uh, and Luka Doncic and the Mavs are losing in the first round against to the Clippers. So it's not like. He hasn't really done much um, in the playoffs, or just just, in, just again his individual accolades for Luca. Um, and we, you thought maybe last year, especially with the addition of Kristaps Porzingis, who I don't, I don't even know if he has a job still. Like he's he was not <laughs> regular season. They, they could have good. him. The Mavericks regular season him. he was good, uh, but playoffs he was not. Um, but but I have to go with Luca Doncic. A lot of the guys on this list, I wouldn't say have, have a huge amount of pressure on them. Because they've already kind of solidified themselves as one of the better young players in the league. Yep. But but I think Luka Doncic needs to win, and that's why I'd say he's kind of has the most pressure uh, in coming into next year. Agreed. Uh, Luka, yeah he he has been taken out by the Clippers two years in a row now. Uh, so it's kind of like you know I mean the Clippers have been the better team, true. And Luka Doncic has been the I would say he's been the best player, but he hasn't just when you're the best player in in this conference or in the series. You, you do whatever you need to do to win, and he hasn't done that. Liam, I'm actually going to go in a different direction for my answer. I'm going to go with a name you might not expect, but I'm going to go with Zion Williamson here. Because the thing is, let's be honest, the Pelicans are a dumpster fire. They're one of the worst managed teams in the league. They don't know how to build a roster. They traded Lonzo Ball and actually lost picks for Devontae Graham, which makes absolutely no sense among other – I don't know. Their offseason was terrible, in my opinion. So anyway, so Zion, he needs to prove – I don't know if it's only him, but him, Ingram, and the rest of the core and uh, down in New Orleans needs to prove that they can overcome the mismanagement and just capitalize on the potential. Because he, he you know, Zion has been—he's been in New Orleans. This is going on his third season in New Orleans now, right? Or se- third, second, yeah. second, uh, third, I think. Third season, third yeah. season, in New Orleans. He made the se- the second year jump last that's, season. That's right, right. So he's going on his third season, and they really—I mean, it's only been two two seasons, but two seasons, but he—they haven't done anything. And, I mean, they, and they should be. They have right. they have Zion and they have Brandon Ingram, two of the, yeah. two of the very good guys on offensively. Brandon Ingram is is really good isolation yeah. scorer. You know, Brandon Ingram has got his game improved tremendously since the Lakers. So I, I don't know. I think Zion needs to prove that he can win at this level. You know, you got the dunks. You got the 25 a game. All right, we get it. Now what can you do in the playoffs? That's yeah. that's what, that's where the bread and butter is. So Did, did they uh, – who's their coach now? I know they fired Van Gundy, right? Yes, they uh, they fired Van Gundy, and I believe their new coach was is Willie Green. The, oh, okay. The former Clippers player. Right. Who, uh, yeah. So, he was a shooter. I remember him back yeah, in the day. Yeah, nice 2K player. So, Honestly, uh, I remember him from 2K, not even just NBA – uh, watch like 2K. No, 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 I'm saying NBA 2K. He's yeah. a sniper. Yep. So uh, I'm hoping Willie Green can bring the most out of that group, but I don't know what it is. They always underachieve, and it's just like, come on. Yeah. And then you to lose Lonzo. I mean, let's. I don't know where they're going, but um, let's let's jump ahead a little bit here to something else I'd like to talk about here on Share the Rock today, and that is teams that defy expectations. So last season, Liam, we know the Hawks and the Suns. 
made the conference finals, uh, or excuse me, the Hawks made the conference finals, the Suns made the finals. And nobody expected the season we got from the young Suns core, you know, McCall Bridges, Cameron Payne, Mm. Devin Booker, uh, Jay Crowder, like the Suns totally overachieved. Great, great season. Monty, Monty Williams might have should, should low key should have been coach of the year. I'm a little biased because Thibodeau won. Yeah, but I, I would I would have had to give it to Monty Williams. Um, Monty Williams is a genius. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah he did a tremendous job, and honestly, he should have been coach of the year. I agree. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, yeah, Booker and Trey Young elevated their squads to a place nobody expected them to be. So just to jump into my pick here, Liam, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with the Chicago Bulls. All right, mm-hmm. and I think they're a team that's gonna surprise a lot of people. I think they're gonna compete for. Fifth or sixth seed in the East, I don't see them being better than Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and a few other teams as well. But they could, they're going to compete for a non-play-in spot. You know, adding Lonzo Ball and Demar Derozan, Alex Caruso with Levine. With uh, yeah, I'm saying like add yeah. them to, to Levine and Vucevic, and uh, that that starting five of Lonzo, Levine, Vucevic, and uh, who's who the uh, well, Demar? Well, Demar, they're going to go to the three, yeah. And then Pat P- Patrick Williams, who's yeah. who, who's a great young player as well. So I think the Bulls have a legitimate starting five. I mean, I think their spacing is going to be a little bit of a problem. Yeah. But as far as like guys that will get up and compete every single night, they I, I think they have that. And uh, you know, obviously Zach Levine uh, is He's quite a star. Quite, He's a star. I would, yeah, that's true. But um, I was going to say he's quite injury prone, as we know. Um, so hopefully, if everything breaks right for this Bulls team, this might be their best season since the Derrick Rose days. Yeah, I, I no, I have to agree with you. So that, that I think they're going to be my Hawks of the year. Of the okay. Year. Yeah. So would you like? Would you say like they have a chance to make the conference finals? No, or just... I, I think they're a second round threat. If, okay. If, but but if any of their core guys go down, especially Levine, if Lonzo Levine, Demar, or Vooch go down by go down um, right before the playoffs or during the playoffs, it's over. Yeah. They Levine, need every single one of those guys. Because then, because then Levine, Levine is a shooter. Like I feel like he came into the league as just a dunker, but he's a scorer. Right. Um, but love his love his game. I love Levine, but but like Lonzo and Demar are not really known for their outside shooting. I know Lonzo has improved, um, but I mean Vucevic is one of the best big in, big guys in the league as well. So like I I love your 100%. pick. I love your pick for the Bulls. Um, for me, I'm going to stay in the Eastern Conference. And I'm going to go with with uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, they kind of Lamelo gets all the attention, rightfully so. He had a great rookie year, um, and I, so I think he takes kind of that that big second year leap. Uh, we actually didn't even mention Lamelo in our top or under twenty five uh, list. He kind of maybe was like an honorable mention type guy, um, but, right? But they let go of Terry Rozier now. No, they let go of Devontae Graham. Sorry, Terry Rozier and Lamelo are still in that in that backcourt, and I, and I love that duo. Um, I think t- uh, Devontae Graham kind of was on his way out, and they moved him to the Pelicans, I believe. Uh, so I think that was the right decision. They have guys that Gordon Hayward, when healthy, was a twenty point scorer last year. And he kind of brings that veteran leadership. Miles Bridges. I would love for him to stay healthy. Miles Bridges is electric, absolutely electric. The alley he catches, and he's and he's a solid player. Um, and then they got uh, uh, what's his name, PJ Washington as well, who's just a solid big. I think yep. Ma- Mason Plumlee's is a starting center, so that's a little. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, <laughs> but in terms of their guard play and their wings, I think they've they have the potential to be kind of like, like a fifth or sixth seed. I would not be surprised if the Bulls and the Hornets were fighting for the fifth and six seeds. I think one of those two, I don't know which team yet, but one of those two teams are going to be in the play-in, and one's going to make the playoffs. I don't. I, I don't. I would, I, I would say the Hornets more. I think the Bulls yeah. are a better team. I don't really see the Bulls and Hornets getting two of the non-playing spots. I think that's a little bit far-fetched. One of them will, though. Yeah. Right. Did you mention James Boonight as well? I actually I, not yet, but yes, I have him listed here. Uh, very talented rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to uh, University of Connecticut. I'm a Connecticut boy. Uh, Let's we, go. We got, we got a rep CT. We don't get much love over there in the All small right. state. Sir Waterford. Uh, yes, sir. Um, but James Booknight is he can score and he's athletic. I would not. He, I mean, you're going to see a lot of alleys from Lamelo Ball over there, uh, so I'm curious to see where he uh, will fit in. But and also Kelly Oubre, I think he feel like his his sign over the over the offseason went under the radar. He, he kind of brings that swag. He's he's he, he can score in bunches and he's he's a good NBA player. Yep, and I think uh, the Hornets, as far as the Hornets are concerned, they're missing uh, quality big man play. Yeah, which kind of has plagued them. I don't know since what. Al Jefferson was on the team. Al Jefferson, big, was, big, big. He Al was Jefferson. a man. Remember Big Al Jefferson? Wow, that just unlocks a memory. Yeah, right there. Exactly. That's when Liam. That's when you and I were in uh, middle school. Yeah. Big Al Jefferson was. He was like a home. twenty and ten type guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, 
He, uh, his career tailed off pretty quickly, oh, but yeah. at his peak, he, he was pretty good. He was a solid NBA player. Right. So just, I'm just meant, I bring him, his name into this just to say that the, uh, the Hornets are in need of, uh, quality starting big men. They have yeah. been for a long time, but, um, you know, I read this Bleacher Report article uh, today said the Hornets have style, but can they turn it into, stub- into substance? And that is the biggest question. I love that quote, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wrote that down here. They have the, like, they have the swag and they have the, uh, the attention. It's just, can they put it together? That, that is, that's, perfectly, that's a perfectly way to sum up the Charlotte Hornets team. Absolutely. Liam, let's, uh, let's, let, let's just move on a little here, though, mm-hmm. as well, um, to other news out of the Basketball Association, National Basketball Association. So Gerson Rosas, who was the Minnesota Timberwolves president of basketball ops for, I don't even know, quite a 14 years, 15 years, yeah. quite a while. Uh, also, I might add, presided over one of the most mismanaged teams in sports. I know I've, I've said that about a few teams, but the teams we're mentioning really are mismanaged. Timberwolves might be the uh, the, top, the top one there. They are just... Especially in the NBA. I would hate to play Minnesota for Oh, my goodness. No, no, they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. So uh, just a little bit of context with this Rosas news. He was uh, fired. What is due to me and called a consensual romantic relationship with the team employee. Uh, Liam and I, uh, something we don't really do on Share... We don't like doing on Share the Rock is making... Um, assumptions or making like uninformed conclusions about people because there's like details of these cases that aren't always available to the public right away. So we're not going to sit here and act like we know what he did or call him out or anything because the report seems to be a little, um, I don't know the term, but not complete or unclear. I, I, I don't know exactly what Rosas did to get fired, but he, whatever he did, it was enough to get fired. Right. So anyway, so Rosas will leave the worst team, one of the worst teams in basketball, like I said. Um, and the thing is, with with you know with Minnesota, you know they had, they do have Anthony Edwards up there, D'Angelo Russell, of course, Carl Anthony Towns, the most disrespected superstar by far in the in the NBA right now, not even close. I agree with that. Yep, one hundred percent, the most mistreated, disrespected, forgotten about superstar. I mean, he's I don't know, it's, it's cat. It's twenty eight and thirteen. Yeah. So, um, Liam, a question I have for you is, what can the Timberwolves do to get back into? I don't even want to say championship, but contender status. Yeah, I, I just honestly say stay healthy. Um, I think D'Angelo Russell, Towns, and Edwards, their three main guys, have played together for like twenty-five games, um, and that's you're not going to win games with your three best players not playing together. It's just not. It's a recipe for disaster, and and the Timberwolves are a disaster. Um, so Towns, Towns had. Pr- uh, injury problems. He also some, had some COVID issues and some family. A lot of his family members, unfortunately, mother passed away. Passed away yeah, unfortunately, I mean, so the last year for him, basketball probably hasn't been the focal point. Um, I mean, his family has. So, so just, he has, he's had a tough year. Uh, hopefully, this upcoming season, he kind of is able to focus more on basketball because he's he's so talented and a guy that we kind of have missed in the league because of the injuries and because of the, the, the family problems. But he. They they are very talented. Anthony Edwards was had a great rookie year. D'Angelo Russell has been an all star. He's been an all star in the league, and Cat is a top five center. He probably probably top three. Uh, it's it's tough behind maybe like Jokic and Embiid. Right. So they have the talent. They just got to put it together, stay healthy, and they need some leadership from 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 their coach and from their organization. Right, and um, another thing is, uh, you know, what you just met, you just mentioned something about their coach. I believe it's Chris Finch now. I believe uh, so. Yeah. Um, the problem I had with them is the second they fired, l- literally, I'm not kidding, ten minutes after they fired uh, Ryan Saunders, um, they hired Chris Finch without basically without seeming like an interview process, which is, I think. I don't know, borderline racist, honestly. I mean, the dude's white, and you don't even give a an, an interview chance to anyone. I mean. Not even any minorities or other white people. I mean, nobody, nobody else. So I feel like that was a problem with the Rosas's leadership too. I mean, no, absolutely zero coaching search. All they do is what they hire the first guy they see. Was was he an assistant coach? Uh, I'm not sure. I think Finch is, but it's just like my main point about it is like just the fact that he gets basically that like literally Woj tweeted like very soon after the firing of Saunders. Wolves have hired it was same day, right. and it was just like really Rosas, you can't. Have like a week long process. Mm. So it's the NBA, right? Yeah, you need you need to have you need to interview all these candidates, and that's that's a problem with the Timberwolves. They they just have not been, had not had strong leadership, and that's and it shows. Yeah, and yeah, this is yeah, exactly Liam. This is just an example of how the leadership has faltered again and again. 
Um, so going off that, Carl Anthony Towns should absolutely force his way out of there. Um, I'm tired of him being up up in Minnesota. I'm tired of him. I don't want to say wasting his career because you know, he's obviously getting a check, but but wasting his prime as far as competing for championships. Yeah, I think like we talked about how like D'Angelo Russell and Towns are like best friends. Yeah, and I think maybe the reason that Towns kind of hasn't forced his way out is because they just haven't been able to play together yet. Like if you're play- if I'm playing with my best friend in the NBA. Like that's a lot of fun, even Absolutely. wherever I play, and they just haven't been able to. So I think this 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 season is the team with a lot of pressure on them. Edwards is going to make that second jump, second year jump, and then Towns and Russell can stay healthy. That's a great one two punch, and they could. I'm not. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs still because of the Timberwolves, um, but they could. They could. They could go for a playing game maybe. All right, and it seems like Towns was blindsided by this Rosas news, and uh, I, obviously I don't know. I think how the he, whole team was. He, yeah, he was scheduling meetings the day of he got fired. Still. No, he. I think he was in a. He was in practice like an hour before the news broke. Yeah, and talking to the team about culture and uh, I don't know plays. Right, and and he gets fired. I mean, it's just like he's actively there, and then what? He's like he's gone. It's so, yeah, it's. It's weird. Right. So, I, I don't know. I just feel like, I just, I mean, hopefully with new leadership, better decision-making, Minnesota will be once again a respectable team. I mean, they haven't, I think the stat was, um, they've had a lot of injuries, but they haven't won a playoff series since 2004. Wow. And I think they've made the playoffs one time in the last 17 years. Think about that, I think that's, that we were We were so young. Last time I won a playoff series, I was three years old. Right. <laughs> well, I feel like uh, Anthony Edwards could help break that. Yeah, that uh, you know, young, young D Wade vibes I get from him. Yes, sir, D Wade. Yeah, so absolutely. So, um, hoping the best for the Timberwolves. You know, Towns, please come to the Knicks, please. All right, we're now we're a functional team. Him and Randall, that's yeah, a nice, that's him nice and front court. Right. I'm and I'm I'm willing to give a Barrett as a part of a Towns trail. Uh, just for all Knicks fans out there, I'm willing to do that. So I don't know, Towns. Knicks are calling. I know you got some buddies on the Knicks. You and Thibodeau, I think, are close. So please. Come over, get out of there, come to New York. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break right here on Share the Rock. Don't go anywhere, though. You're not going to want to miss this. Liam and I are going to talk about Manu Ginobili coming back, not to play, but on the Spurs bench. So you don't, definitely don't want to miss that conversation about an NBA legend coming back to the sidelines. Stick around right here on VSC Radio. We'll be right back. Join a sonic ride with pride every Tuesday night at 10. It's Double Rainbow on VIC Radio Ithaca, dedicated to exploring the best queer songs by queer singers. Expect pop, R&B, rap, and more. Dancing is heavily encouraged when listening to Double Rainbow, only on VIC At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Tuesday nights at 10, expect some great hits by queer artists here at Double Rainbow, only on VIC Radio Ithaca. There's a variety of songs in abundance to work, sing, or just dance. Tune in Tuesday nights at 10. It's important to make sure your family has a plan in case of an emergency. We talked to this family to see if each of them knew where to meet if they were not together when something happened. If a natural disaster happened and we were outside the home, we would all meet at the park. That's our meeting point. I meet places at our neighbor's house because she is my mom's good friend. We all have a meeting spot, which is a bus stop. Is your plan any better? To learn more about making an emergency plan for your family, go to ready.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Share the Rock. Back. VIC Radio. Hope you're having a good time listening to us debate basketball topics today as, our, as we are talking about it. So let's get right into the last thing for this week, Liam. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. I want to talk to you about Manu Ginobili being hired as a special advisor to basketball ops for the Spurs bench. And uh, a quick aside about Manu. 
Um, he, uh, he is so pivotal to this next generation of players because he was one of the first players in league history, at least in my memory. I mean, I'm only 20 years old, so I don't, you know, it's not like I'm like 50 and I've seen a ton of, (laughs) a ton of people, but in my estimation, Manu kind of brought in the wave of normalcy for these international players to come in and thrive because he's from Argentina and right. Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, he was just, he came into the league at a young age and, uh, basically right from him coming into the league, he was, he played with a poise and maturity and carried himself with the maturity that rubbed off right into the Spurs organization. Him and Popovich were a perfect match. And, Parker, Duncan, and Ginobili, uh, as we know, captured five championships together. So it's just like it's just like he is an all-time legend. Hope he gets the respect he deserves. First ballot Hall of Famer, and um, you know Popovich is lucky to have him coming back to the team. And I think I think we're going to see a tangible improvement with some of these Spurs young guys: Deontay Murray, Keldon Johnson, Derek White. So I think he's going to have a good impact. So um, yeah, I mean, anytime you yeah. have a guy of of Manu's success and just his knowledge. I mean, he's, he's a he's a NBA champion. He's an all-star. He's a six-man of the year. He's a gold medal champion for, for Argentina. I think they won back in 2004. Yep. Uh, USA, I think, got the bronze that year. Oh, that's right. So, I've, And I, that's I, why 08 was the, the, the redeemed team. team. The redeemed yeah, yeah, team. Yeah, yep. yeah. so 2004, that was, yeah. that was... I think Manu said like that was like his greatest achievement, which I have, like, I could see that. I mean, he's... He, he's One's a gold medal for Argentina. Obviously, he's he's a four-time champion, which is all, says it in and out of itself. But right, but he's props props also to Manu for being a lefty. Uh, me myself, I'm a lefty, and we don't. There's not a lot of us out there. I know we got we got James Harden, uh, we got Ben Simmons, sadly, but he does represent the lefty name in a in a, in a great way. The last couple the last couple of months, uh, but Manu is Manu is a great. He just he has he's been in the league, so a guy that playing in the. Like that plays in the NBA for 16 years has a lot of things to talk about and and advice to share with with the youth and I think he'll do he'll do he's a great addition to to the staff right and here's a, here's another thing uh, anything or sorry excuse me anyone off of the Popovich coaching tree always ends up being one of the desired uh, head coaching candidates in anywhere. The NBA. Yeah. You can look at Mike Budenholzer, uh, Becky Hammond now is being considered for a lot of jobs, and it's kind of absolute you-know-what that she doesn't have a job yet, frankly. She's better than half the coaches in the league right now, but whatever. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, I'm Udoka also, now the head coach of – I'm forgetting right. Celtics. Celtics. Uh, yeah, I, I'm Udoka, head coach yep, of the Celtics. Celtics. So that's right. And There's uh, a lot of guys that we don't even know too also, but I think Mike Budenholzer is the best example. I mean, Tim Duncan was the was coach too. I think I don't think he's on the staff anymore. I, he might have. I think he's taking a leave now. But that was kind of cool to see Tim Duncan as a head coach one game. Um, and then honestly, mine on the bench for the Spurs is just it's just good for the NBA. Right. And I guarantee you, Liam, that after uh, I don't know the, exactly the role he's going to have yet, but let's say he's some version of a coach, and within within three to five seasons, Manu Ginobili's name will be in the press, in the in the headlines as a top coaching candidate. I could, I could I could see that easily. I mean, it's Mono Ginobili. Everyone knows the name, and I don't think a lot of guys would like to play for him. Right. So, do you think that guys like um, Keldon Johnson, who played for Team USA this past year, uh, do you think that Manu, even though he didn't play the same position as Johnson, he could, you know, still elevate his game to a level that we haven't seen yet? Yeah. Or, no, I think. I, or I, even Durante Murray, who I yeah. love too. No, I think. I mean, his primary role is as as the I think his title is special advisor to basketball operations. That's kind of his toll, his role as as the Spurs now, um, and he he's gonna. I think he's just gonna be great um, for for the young guys. He's gonna. I think Dejounte Murray is the number one person. He is the point guard. He's. I mean, Demar Derozan's gone now, um, in in San Antonio, and so now it's kind of Dejounte Murray's team. There's like the Spurs are always gonna be good. They're always gonna fight for playoff spots. Just because of Popovich. Yeah, and they've, yeah. they've and two years ago. Was the first time they make the playoffs in like 18 years. Like Tim, Tim Duncan made the playoffs every single year of his career. Every single year. Every single year. Yeah. Like that. That, yep. that. I don't even think that's appreciated enough. Like the Spurs are always going to be good, and because they have Pop and they have they. We talked about the, the Minnesota Timberwolves not having strong leadership. Spurs are the best example. I mean, Popovich is one of the great. He's been one of the best coaches in the league for I don't even know how many years he's been now. Uh, like, Popovich I mean, has twenty plus. Yeah, Popovich yeah. has been the coach is like ninety. 98, 99. 98, yeah, when they, when they won their first. With David Robinson yeah, on the team. Yeah, 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 and yeah, Tim Duncan as a rookie. Right. But they are, I mean, Manu, he's he's going to be great um, for, for just international players as well. 
I think the Spurs are are a team that gets a lot of international players. Um, and and like we talked about, international players, there's a lot of them coming to the NBA uh, still, and it's and it's it's expected now. Like you you always see, especially in the in the draft, every year in the draft, there's always one to two guys in the top ten that get picked. I think this past year, um, Blake on his name, the Thunder drafted him. Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy, perfect. Australia. Yeah, there's always like a foreign player that that comes in. Uh, I think two years ago was uh, Denny Avdia. Yeah, Denny Avdia went to the Washington Washington Wizards. Yep. Uh, and then and then you obviously had Luka Doncic. There's always there's always international guys, and it's expected. And the Spurs, I think like half the roster is always like, like international players, and Manu is just gonna be a great asset for them. And they they prime them or they pride themselves on having a strong international base and. You know how can we blame them? Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, pillars of their championship from from France and Argentina. Yeah, you know the, the Spurs have such an eye for this international talent. Yeah, I, yeah, I, no, you're absolutely right, and right. they've always succeeded. A thing I actually want, would like to address is, you know, whatever you saw Tim Duncan come in, you saw Manu now Manu Ginobili's coming in. What's Tony Parker going to do? Exactly, exactly, and uh, I think is what like what's he doing right now, say. dude? Uh, does Tony Parker does Tony Parker have a role with any any NBA team? I think he's a, okay. So I know he owns a team in Europe, okay. in France. I know or a partial owner of a team. But as far as NBA, uh, as far as the NBA uh, contributions, I, I don't think he, I think he's pretty much a free agent as far as that goes. I mean, so, so. that that's just it's too good to be true. But I want it to be true. Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili on the sideline as a coach with, with Greg Popovich, right? That can only help the Spurs organization. Well, Liam, we only have several minutes remaining on this episode of Share the Rock, so I do want to get one other quick uh, thing in here yeah. not related to this. So uh, real quick, though, best of luck to Manu Ginobili. Uh, I'm excited to watch the Spurs even more this year because of that, and I uh, can't wait to see how the players perform. And Keldon Johnson, by the way, great young player, great young player. Keep, keep improving, keep playing. Anyway, so the last thing I wanted to address today is something that Warriors owner Joe Lacob said about Ben Simmons, uh, which – I think merits a conversation because he was fined for tan- the uh, he violated apparently the NBA is saying he violated the tampering rule, and Lakeup I quote says, um, "This is regarding a Simmons trade." So he said, "In some ways, it doesn't really fit what we're doing. He makes a lot of money, and can he finish games? I don't really know. He's very talented. The problem is we have Draymond Green. Draymond and him are very similar in the sense that neither one really shoots, <laughs> and they do a lot of playmaking. That's one issue. The salary structure is another." So that's what Joe Lacob said, partial owner of the Golden State Warriors. So, Liam, I want to ask you, with those comments in mind and basically the facts he spit about Simmons who can't shoot, is is this worthy of a of a tampering fine? Uh, in my eye, no, but, the, right. but everything is tampering nowadays. Everything. If, if you say a player's good, oh, it's tampering. If you compliment <laughs> a player, oh, it's tampering. Right. So I'm not surprised that he got that, but I'm – very glad that he said that, because at least for me, that that's exactly what I what I believe um, in terms of him being this, like Draymond Green. They're the same player; they both don't shoot. Yep, and uh, you know the the thing with these comments are he's not even wrong. No, they no, already no, he, he was right in almost everything every single thing he said. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, Ben Simmons has a contract that absolutely in no way reflects his actual value as a player. Right. He's on a one hundred seventy million dollar deal. And he is not—he is not a one hundred seventy million dollar player. No. And Draymond Green—they—they they basically. Why would the Warriors need Ben Simmons? Give me one good reason. They already have guys like Wiggins and Draymond. You know those long wings. That if anything, the Warriors need a—you know—more, more of a bench. Yeah, or, no, or he, another wing. He—he he was the Warriors were like the team that always thought about it, but they're like the one of the least teams that I would think of. Draymond Green and Ben Simmons are literally the same exact player. It's just Ben Simmons is younger. And more athletic. Yeah, Ben Simmons, uh, I will say, probably does have more long-term upside, but at a much higher cost. Oh, yeah, he's only 25. Right, right, exactly. And Draymond's like 31. Yeah, but Draymond's going to be there. They, they don't need him. And Wiggins Wiggins is going to play. That that Ben Simmons to the Warriors never should happen and never will, I don't think. Yeah, and the thing is, why would they find Lacob for tampering comments when essentially all he said was his contract sucks, which is true. They already have the position filled, which is true. I mean, what does the NBA want these guys to put on like a sugar coat yeah. all the time? I guess they don't want them to be honest. Yeah, they, I mean, what they want them. 
you know, whenever they talk about another player, it has to be in raving praise, or else, or else it doesn't work. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. That's ridiculous. I guess. And I'm sure it's probably not going to be a lot of money for him. He's a partial owner of the Golden State Warriors. That's no, fifty thousand. Yeah, I mean that's probably not. But still, it's, it's just it's kind of the moral of the fact, and that's right. the principle of the. Fact. He's being honest by his team and about a player in the NBA, and he gets fined for it. I don't think that's right. No, I don't either. And especially when you know these moments of truth and honesty in the NBA come out, don't. I mean, you don't need to ruin it with these fines. Just let the guys speak their mind. This is professional basketball. This isn't a rec league. Just... Yeah, they're grown, they're grown men. Right. And they're this, gro- they're this, still the most this reminds me when the NBA refused to televise the All Star draft, which was insane to me. The first, oh, the first, the first year they did it, right? Which was like really the whole point I of it is to about watch. that, yeah, right. So it's just like stopping, just like this whole soft argument. I don't think the NBA is soft. I don't want to go that far, it's but like petty a little bit. It, it's, it's a little petty. It's a little bit of a soap opera that they yeah. just want to keep going. So anyway, season coming up. That that about wraps up our time here today on Share the Rock. Uh, Please make sure to catch us every Sunday, 1 to 2 p.m., here, right here on VIC, VIC Radio. Liam and I are always happy to come into the studio, talk basketball. It's our favorite thing to do. So for Liam and I, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, See you thank next. You. Have a great week. See you next week. Go Knicks. <laughs> and this has been Share the Rock on VIC Radio, September 26th.